Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com, post-show podcast for Monday Night Raw. It is November 30th. We got started on the wrong stream. My God. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. If you're watching live at YouTube.com slash Fightful, but we are a little bit everywhere. We're streaming live on my Twitter, as well as Facebook.com slash Fightful online. If you haven't, headed over to... uh, Facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Please go ahead and do that. We are really trying to grow our Facebook page. Give us a like. It would really help. But we're joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how are you? I'm doing good, but I have a feeling this show is going to be all over the place based oh. on how we got started. Oh, already? I didn't even know we were live when you when you started talking. Already? And, and Anakin JMT says, the best botch moment since Warren started the Wednesday post show early and we heard Lewis complain about our Louis complain about his receding hairline. And Alex's shoe dilemma with his daughter. There was Wait, two, that happened. Oh yeah, there was two minutes of video that I didn't bother cutting off the beginning of that when I because I still have to go back and edit these shows. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, apologies, Poor guys. Louis. That is so mean. <laughs> Do me a favor, guys. Leave a thumbs up on all this stuff. Uh, here's some plugs for you. I interviewed Alex Gracia. It is up on our site right now. Also. Uh, this past week I interviewed Kenny Omega. Might want to check that one out, guys. It's pretty interesting. We talk about a lot of stuff. Um, people are sending super chats. Hannah M says, Denise wants to be me, apparently. That's because the stream said NXT TakeOver predictions with Hannah, uh, which are happening (laughs) on Tuesday. It said that? Yes. Oh, oh, because never mind. I was looking at this actual thing. So I, okay, never mind. That is so I had multiple streams going. I had multiple going. Mike D said, Sean had butter disregard for the correct stream. That I did. Uh, Send in these super chats, guys. It really helps us out. Get your question or statement read on the air. But also, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. Uh, In about, oh, I don't know, a few hours will be the best possible time to subscribe to that service because you're going to get a full month of stuff. Mandy Santos says, do you happen to know if Mandy's injury is bad? I don't have any additional information on Mandy's injury, unfortunately. Uh, I am trying to find out. I do have some injury news, but Trevor L. says, it's Denise, yes please, to Blue Chew Salcedo. Oh boy, what have we done? I don't know. I oh, really man. don't know. I've I've had so many Blue Chew-like thoughts and like segments and i think blue chew is officially taking over my life damn that sounds like a good life then denise (laughs) sounds like a good life then denise people are making fun of me in the super chats botch ross sap it happened uh, a couple days ago too you started the wrong stream who does that sean me who does that me me uh, no, all of your super chats are still here, guys. It might not show up on the screen, but here, here's the deal. I'll, I'll give you guys a little, little backstage info here. YouTube nor StreamYard has found a way, for some reason, 
to just streamline every super chat that you get to where you can read them when you when you want to. Instead, you got to kind of save them if they happen too far back. Um, for example, uh, Matthew Makovsky, you're talking about Randy and Alexa and all this stuff. Uh, you're asking about a lot of different things here. I got to find out where that best sit, sits. If it's at the end of the show, well, then it won't be able to show up on the screen. This person's will not be on the screen later because the chat will have pushed it back. But uh, yeah, we, we'll, we've taken them down. We got them. Don't worry. And let, let's go ahead and talk about old dude's super chat. He uh, sent one that says three things. Randy needs to RKO Alexa in this feud. Do you think he does? We kicked off the show with them. Why not? It, especially if it comes out of nowhere like they usually do. It might be kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, here's the thing. We get Randy Orton out there with Alexa Bliss, and she's playing the typical creepy, like, oh, be, be warned about him thing. Like, we, we know how it is. The lights go out. The light comes back on. And the fiend is there, but Randy has Alexa in his arms. She does not seem worried, but the fiend does. The fiend seems very arsed about this. What do you think about this wrinkle in the fiend's character? I like it. It gives them a soft spot. Like, what is it? Like your kryptonite or something? I like that. I like the fact that, you know, they gave him something that, you know, he's not just like this monster, this fiend. No, he also has like this soft soft spot in his heart for Alexa Bliss. And so like this is, I feel like it falls in line perfectly with what they're doing. You know, obviously she's been doing what it takes to like, you know, gain his heart or whatever. And so that's coming through now on the show as we just saw. So I loved all of this. And then I even like the fact that they added this like trapped doll as like the centerpiece of this, you know, show. So I thought that was a pretty interesting touch as well. So I liked all of this, man. It's just been continuously g- getting better. And with this new like whole like, hey, the fiend doesn't like it when people are, you know, messing with Alexa Bliss or whatever. It just adds to it. The nerd guru says I was under the impression that the fiend's weakness was half of a jackhammer. Man, <laughs> you know what? Maybe her- he has more weaknesses than we thought. Yeah, it sounds like somebody might need some blue chew there as well. Sad days, sad days. I thought this was was fine. It was okay, but. That sneaky snake Orton really showed the fiend who was boss, but it was nice to see the tables turned a little bit, I guess. But I'm not—they weren't really turned, though. I wouldn't say no. And my thing is, like, I'm interested in seeing perhaps a Firefly Funhouse match between the two to play off of a lot of Randy Orton's history. But other than that, I don't have a lot of interest in this feud. I think Alexa Bliss really carried this segment. I don't think that, I think Randy Orton was just there. He didn't really bring anything different or new to this. Uh, The Fiend, while he did his part, but it was Alexa Bliss who really carried this whole situation. Yeah, she's doing some really great work. You can tell that she's liking doing something a little bit different, and I appreciate that. The Nerd Guru says, thanks SRS and Denise for making Mondays not suck. Hey, that's what we're here for. That's, That's what we, that's why we show up. Why we show hey, up. Hey, Sean, you forgot to make yourself taller on this stream. Yeah, I know. Well, hold on. Here, and I'll do it real quick. There we go. Now I'm taller than you. You've got the tall hair, though. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's why I was laughing. You I was looking at it right now. An and I was optical like, hey. illusion. I, I can't get my hair cut right now because everything's locked down. But Throwback27 says, thank you, Denise and Sean, for being amazing for all the work you do. It's awesome. Two feeds. Facebook got the best stuff at the start. Thank you for making the beginning of the week so awesome. Alexa working with the top men's talent says a lot to Alexa's talent. Yeah, we, we see a lot of people who, who kind of transcend and utilize character. We saw it a lot with AJ Lee back in the day. Like AJ Lee was like a top star on WWE Raw because everything that she was involved with was important. And that's what you got to do. So it's not easy to get that top spot. I remember when I was talking to Mickey James, I basically talked to her about the fact that Becky Lynch was out of the picture, you know, after leaving for her, after she made her pregnancy announcement. And I said something along the lines of, oh, like now there's this big spot, you know, open and available up for grabs, right? And one would think that, but it's not, that's not necessarily how it works. Like, yeah, Becky Lynch left an opening for there to be a woman to necessarily take that role, but you got to actually, you know, you, you got to 
it's got to be more than that. Like so many different things have to be working in your favor. And I think that right now, yeah, Alexa Bliss is obviously not like at the level that Becky Lynch was. But in terms of being on a new unprecedented level, I think Alexa Bliss has found her stride in doing this whole uh, situation with The Fiend. Aaron Entertainment says, Denise interviewing Shotzi. I'm excited. I broke the news before you, Sean. (laughs) I still haven't broken the news, Denise. Good job, Denise. Well, shocker there, guys. Denise, for once in her life, has scooped me. Boy. Was this... Did did the Wrestle Talk people talk you into this? Did Wrestling Observers say, we're tired of Sean breaking news? Break his own news for me. I'm, I'm interviewing Shotzi, too. I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel awful. So here's the thing, Denise. The reason I didn't say it is because, as we've mentioned, sometimes WWE tells me that I'll have things, then they don't give them to me. (laughs) So I wasn't going to tell the world that I was interviewing Shotzi Blackheart. But yeah, I'm interviewing Shotzi Blackheart, guys. And so is Denise. God, if your interview with Shotzi doesn't happen, can I'll just give you mine and like you can put your head in my thing because I feel so bad. I'm just so much prettier than you, Denise. That won't work. Anyway. Oh, God. Well, that was awkward. <sighs> Moving on. Good job, Denise. <laughs> you know what? That's my first slip up, really, that I've like said something that I really, truly wasn't supposed to say or wasn't in my jurisdiction. I mean, now people can't be upset at me if it doesn't happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, you guys can be mad at me. I'm sorry. I take full blame for this. (sighs) Throwback 27 says this is right there with Denise not knowing who Marky Mark is. Really? It's that bad. My nose is itching. Why is my nose itching? What's the old wives tale with that one? That somebody's coming to know. visit or something, I think. It's the old I've st- never heard that in my life. Never. Well, I'm sure you heard about this Jeff Hardy bump at the end of his match. No, please. I'm told that he's okay. But okay to Jeff Hardy and okay to normal humans, uh, not quite the same, Denise. Uh, there, were, <laughs> there were people 20 years ago saying, those Hardy boys, they're shortening their careers <laughs> all these ladder matches. And here we are. Yeah, it's okay. So first of all, when I saw that spot, I thought, oh, my God, this looks fantastic. This is the best ever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I actually didn't see that Jeff Hardy's head hit the steel, hit the steel steps until I watched the replay. I went on Twitter and I saw everybody talking about that. And I was like, wait, what did I miss? So I went back and I watched the replay and I couldn't believe that he even did it considering that you look at the space and it's like the table's there, the steps are there, and there's no other anything else to do, no space whatsoever. Yeah, it was it was very daring. I've checked on Elias as well, but I have not heard any more back uh, about that. That was scary. It was rough. The match was what it was. The 24-7 dork showed up. Uh, R-Truth is in a piano. Kind of funny. But they get hit with guitars. It looked like there was a little bit of mutual respect for a moment between Elias and Jeff Hardy. To the point to where I'm like, please just put them in a tag team. That way this... Uh, this feud will end. Do you do you really think? Because I wasn't... Okay, so with this match, to be honest, I wasn't really looking forward to it. But I got to say that after like the last like few minutes, they ended up gaining my attention. I mean, there were a couple things that I liked. Specifically, Jeff Hardy getting hit right in his ass with a guitar in the middle of a whisper in the wind. That was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that looked pretty sick. Well, you know what also helped that was actually the camera angle. Because if you remember, the first way they showed it, it was almost like, I don't know, it, it really took the time. Like, my suspense was built up. But then the second camera angle, when they did the replay of it, was totally different and didn't look as cool. So I actually think that the way that they shot it really helped that whole thing. I thought the guitar pick spot was stupid. Uh, I was like, come on. But the dumbest part of this match was when Jeff Hardy grabs the ropes and the ref goes, oh, rope break! And Tom Phillips, bless his heart, had to be like, ref being very lenient here. No, the ref was being ridiculous here, and so was Jeff. They did not know the rules. Um, in a, uh, And I'll explain to you guys. In a no-DQ match, 
then that would be fu- You can still have rope breaks in an ODQ match. It's not a matter of getting DQ'd. It's a matter of pinning someone in the ring. And if you touch the ropes, that is considered outside the ring. So you can't pin somebody like that. In a Falls Count Anywhere match, you can. You can pin them right underneath the ropes if you want, because the pinfalls count anywhere. This was a Falls Count Anywhere match, as we saw. Denise, it was written in that Jeff Hardy would be pinning this guy outside the ring, and he still did a rope break. That was bad. What did you think of the electrocution spot? Oh, God, I forgot about it. I actually thought it was kind of hilarious, especially because Elias did the whole, you know, yeah, thing he, and he it looked hilarious. Full, he did the Daniel Stern and Home Alone gimmick. Have you? I'm hoping you've seen those movies. Yes, I've seen Home Alone. Okay, just had to make I'm sure. I'm not a fan. I've seen it. It's whatever. It's overrated. Yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. I just think that there's just so much better. Like, I will not have this right now. I, I, I will not. Hold on, let me scoot over here. I have muted Denise. This is unacceptable. She's over there holding her arm out to the side right now. Like, she... We cannot have this. Guys, I want you to take to Twitter. Call the newspapers if you have to. Let them know that Denise Salcedo is wrong for saying that Home Alone was overrated. Hannah M. says ban her. And and she's laughing. And she's laughing. You know how boring it is just to sit here not being part of the show. I didn't know what to do. And I'm sorry, but there are better movies like Problem Child, Annie, The Goonies. What else? The Butter Disregard for Home Alone. It's a Christmas movie, Denise. Christmas sucks, Sean. Christmas sucks. It's overrated, too. It's all about Easter. I just, I just want people to know. Jeremy, bring me in on her spot. Jeremy can suck Band it too. Denise, Denise, go <laughs> by Denise. What? Wow. Home Alone is amazing. Boo! You broke my heart. Oh my this God! Denise, you're canceled. What a heel. Awesome movies. Ban her. Cyclops is better than Wolverine, says she should be ashamed of herself. This is BS. Wow. Matthew Makovsky says, Sean, WTF does old dudes mean? I don't know what you're talking about. I have no clue what you're talking about. But. What does one do when they're canceled? Like, what do I do now? JNT says Denise must be banned for Home Alone slander. The butter disregard for Home Alone. This is not okay, Denise. What what Christmas comedy movies do you enjoy? I like Elf. Elf, Elf is really funny. Elf is overrated. <gasps> Elf is not overrated. Elf is hilarious. Elf is overrated. No, I'm team Elf. I think Elf is way better than Home Alone. Aaron says, yes, Denise, Christmas is awful. My God. Throwback 27. Dude, Home Alone is a bloody classic. Wow, this is bad. Wow. Does she think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Uh, I started watching Die Hard. I lasted two seconds and I was extremely bored out of my mind and I exited the film and I never went back ever again. So I would say it's overrated too. Is this stream over? Should I just like go to sleep now? <laughs> What's happening? You just you just got on this stream today. You woke up and you said, let me let me figure out ways to piss Sean Ross Sapp off. Oh, wait, so now you're saying there should... Okay, because I didn't have... Okay, there were supposed to be... Everybody wanted a list today like I did last week, but it seems to me like you might have the list next week or Okay, whatever. somebody says your hair is over. I'm not going to allow that. Like, we can insult one another. We're not okay. going to sit here and pretend like Denise's hair is bad tonight. It is not bad. First of Her all, hair is I fantastic. have a horrible, bad day, horrible hair day, which is why I have this today. This it's, is not my ideal hairstyle. It looks great. And, and Nurguru says, elf overrated Double turn. Especially within this context. Oh, my God. And Cyclops is better than Wolverine says she hates Xmas because gifts come in boxes. Yeah, I don't buy the boxes. We'll get back to this. Uh, Andrew Kirksey says, 
She's right. Saw it for the first time last week. Nothing happens in the first three quarters of the movies. Home Alone is kind of boring. You're kind of boring. Thank you for the super chat. I really actually appreciate the donation. It means a lot. Canceled. Denise says the jam on Ryan B. Jam. Anthony Brewer. Denise with the butter disregard for Home Alone. Felipe says, having more fun watching this show than Raw. Do you think the tag title should be unified and defended like the women's? Home Alone is amazing. No. They should develop more tag teams is what they should do. They should make the tag team division better. It shouldn't have to be unified. Oh, my God. I'm so upset. I can't upset believe right how now. many super chats we got over that. I yeah, triggered well, a lot of people. Well, we're, we're going to space it out a little bit. We'll continue talking about this. Uh, Ollie, hey, I did the Home Alone face, and I got uh, nothing. Ali cuts a promo on Retribution. Or with Retribution, rather. Oh, God. And they they kind of explain why it is that that they're doing what they do. They, they're more targeting Ricochet, saying, hey, you're in the same boat as us. You're doing a lot of the same things we are. You're getting hosed the same way we are. Then we have a match, and... These guys who could who, who beat up the whole roster a few months ago can't beat up Ricochet, and it takes like four of them for Slapjack to roll up Ricochet and pin him. What'd you think? I mean, first of all, I was happy that we were actually getting some singles matches. I thought, okay, if there's any time to, you know, possibly rebuild Retribution, if you can, if rebuilding is even a possibility, I thought that this would be a good time to do that, but... Even though we saw a win for Slapjack, I'm sorry, even though we saw we got a win for him, it didn't really do much for me in the sense that I felt exactly the same way about Retribution than I did before. They didn't get off any better or any worse. And the reason for that is that throughout this entire match, Ricochet was the one that completely outshined. And that's perfectly fine for Ricochet. But right now, Retribution really needs to look, you know, we've mentioned it on here before. They need to look edgy. They need to give us a reason to care. They need to look at least somewhat cool, make us actually believe that they're a contender. And we didn't get that whatsoever in this match. So unfortunately, it didn't matter if he won or if he would have lost because it just didn't do anything for, for me. And I don't think it did anything for the viewers. Dana Brooke showed up and slapped Ali. I did like the the belly-to-back suplex, the sidewinder suplex that Slapjack used to win. But these two guys, this there's too much bullshit and gaga in this match for two guys who did not need it. They are very, very talented in the ring. You don't need them. You don't need that right now. And that's very frustrating to me that, that it requires that. Uh, and not only that, when Dana Brooke came out and she slapped Mustafa Ali for a second, I forgot why she was even out there getting any sort of revenge. Like, it took me a while for it to be like, oh, that's why she's mad. And so this didn't necessarily, if it was whatever impact this moment was supposed to have, it didn't come through for me. Yeah, same here. It's it's kind of frustrating to see. But uh, Slapjack gets the first win for somebody in the group that isn't Ali. So at least there's that for them, I guess. Uh, Five Names Deegan says, Denise, you look beautiful. And to be fair, I haven't even tried to watch The Die Hard. The Die Hard. The Die Hard. I love that. Thank you. Zach Barber says, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Throwback 27. (laughs) Thank you for that, Zach, by the way, giving me an excuse to curse. Throwback 27 says, what other Christmas movies does Denise not like? Polar Express? Love Actually? What next? The Hallmark Channel? So give me one that you don't like and then that, that most people like beside those and then one you think is underrated. Well, first of all, I don't watch anything on the Hallmark channel. Yuck. Same. Polar Express, never seen it. Same. What other Christmas movies are really popular? Oh my god, there's a lot. I'll, I don't I'll think tell I know you. any. Santa Claus was boring. I watched it. Oh, I watched it for the first you know time last week I and love? it was okay. What? Oh wait, Santa Claus? You like Santa it Claus? Was, it was okay. You it know which one I love? What? Bad Santa. That was good. That was really good. Thurman Merman. Bad Santa 2 sucked. So, yeah. Jason Bateman is like my favorite actor, but I think Office Christmas Party is way too cheesy. It's funny in some spots, but it's too cheesy. I think Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds is a very, very good Christmas movie. I like that one too. My fiance just texted me Christmas Story. He likes a Christmas Story. I don't (sighs) like it. I don't either. It's so boring. Like, especially here, like, that's all people watch on Christmas. And it was, I think if it, had, if, if it hadn't been played so much when I was younger, I'd probably like it more. But Ray Callahan says, Home Alone in 2020 was ended with a cell phone call. We'll see. They're making a new one. 
Oh, uh, they are? Yeah, Macaulay Culkin's in it. Um, Kenan Thompson. Um, God, it's... What's the girl from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? It's killing me. The redhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ellie Kemper. There you go. She's in yeah, it, too. Yeah, there you go. She's great. Unbreakable. It's a great show. Anakin says, does Denise hate hot cocoa and Christmas cookies? Um, yeah. Hot cocoa gives me a stomach ache, and marshmallows are not that fun. What the fuck and cookies are, like, okay, but it depends on what flavor. Like, here's the thing. Like, I do background checks on people when I hire them to, like, make sure they're not Nazis. I gotta start doing one for, like, hot chocolate and stuff like that, too. I was gonna say, I don't like hot chocolate, and I'm a Nazi. <laughs> this is a question. Didn't Taylor Swift do a Christmas album? So if Denise hates Christmas, doesn't that mean she hates Taylor Swift Christmas music? Taylor Swift grew up on a Christmas tree farm. The girl loves Christmas, all right? This guy keeps sending super chats. I'll show you saying old dudes over DM. What the fuck are you talking about, mate? Just tell me what you're talking about. I don't know. Matt Logan sent a super sticker. I don't know what that means, but thank you very much. Oh, okay. Lana and Oscar beat Shayna and Nia. This doesn't make any sense. And Nia looked terrible in this match. A lot of people upset. Nerd Guru says, why isn't Nia eating these pins if Shayna is uh, valuable? I don't know. I don't understand WWE's weird insistence on protecting Nia at all costs. She is not good in the ring. And for every, I heard people say, oh, well, Nia is stuck with Lana. Maybe she's not motivated. Lana isn't the worst worker in this feud. Lana is getting to her spots on time. Lana didn't slow down and come to a complete stop after a clothesline attempt and then run full force, not full force, run and dive outside the ring. That was Nia Jax. It just was not good. Yeah, this is very unfortunate. It's This, this has gotten for me to the point where it's like, all right, I already know what I'm going to expect and I already know the reason and as to why, why I'm going to watch this match. So the only thing that can possibly come out of this is some funny moment with Lana, all right? That's it. She's literally what I was looking forward to in this match. And that is saying a lot in the sense of we have the Raw Women's Champion. Was I looking forward to what Asuka was going to be doing in this match? Unfortunately not. Then we have the team of Nia and Shayna. Was I looking forward to them? No. And that just completely took my interest away where I was like, all right, I'm just going to wait and see what, you know, segment is going to be worked around Lana and see what happens there. And when I did watch that clip of Nia Jax essentially just throwing herself out on the ring for no reason at all, I did watch that like 20 times on replay and I couldn't stop laughing. I did think that was pretty hilarious, but it looked really bad. Somebody informed me that I called that guy old dude. I said old dude, not old. No, you say old. Oh, you said old dude. I old heard you do, and I thought old it was a username. Dude. That's why I didn't say anything. Old dude. <laughs> and that's why I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, maybe it was his username, and I didn't notice. <laughs> There's a difference. No, old dude means guy whose name I can't pronounce or say immediately. What does old dude mean? It means the same thing. It means a guy. That's what it means, not old dude. But nobody dude. says that. Who walks around saying old dude? Oh, my nobody. God. Nobody. Well, nobody puts a comma in between old and dude. Old dude? I'm referring to him as old dude instead of old dude. <laughs> <laughs> it totally came across as old dude. I don't dude. care. <laughs> oh, like old guy. Oh my god. Yeah, that's why I didn't say anything. I truly thought what it was his I username. I didn't see his username. I didn't see it. Oh, and I thought. Oh man. Blake says, is it bad that Oscar feels like an afterthought? Yeah, it is. Why are you tying the women's champion into this right now? It's so weird. Uh Zach Barber says Oscar deserves better than teaming with Lana. Again, stop acting like Lana is is the the worst part of this feud. Asuka deserves better than to be feuding with Nia Jax right now. She deserves to feud with somebody who's motivated and that will put their all into it. It's frustrating. I say this every week. I'm just going to say this again. Separate the tag team program 
from the women's from the women's championship program. You gotta separate the two. You gotta put different players into each bracket and keep them separated. I don't like to see this mushed in because when it does, this is what happens. Oscar becomes an afterthought, something that you're just waiting to see when somebody people are just waiting for Charlotte Flair to come back and see if she wins the title, or people are just waiting for the Royal Rumble. We're just waiting for something to happen for some sort of major storyline to take place with this belt, and it shouldn't be that way because now this belt is necessarily the meaning of it as being lessened. Mike JC says WWE needs to stop putting the Raw Women's Champ against the tag champs. Establish tag teams. Hard for me to to disagree. Um, I I want them to develop tag. They've got a bunch on NXT. Have have them drop the tag titles to somebody on NXT if they need to do it. Cyclops says. Uh, SmackDown women are booked so much better. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got fewer hours to fill too, but WWE isn't filling these hours with fruitful programming or anything like that. And it's it's very it's very tedious. Nerd Guru says... Actually... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I actually think that NXT's women's division is being booked the absolute best yeah. out of anybody right now. It's very good. Uh, Blue Chew Dudley says, announce a tables match for D- TLC. Probably, but... This was a rematch after Lana and Asuka won last week, and it wasn't for the title. That's so dumb. I mean, it's not giving you any reason to care. Might as well add them, right? Yeah. Uh, Nerguru said the same thing happened to Becky last December. Yes, it did. It, it did. And Sarah Jane Deegan, four names Deegan, said, I love badass NXT Shayna too much to even slightly enjoy these tag matches. Such a waste of her talent and time. Well, it seems like she's wasting her talent and time right now because what we are seeing is not, it doesn't seem motivated. Like that spot we saw with Asuka tonight where uh, Nia hit the clothesline and came to a complete uh, stop and then jumped out of the ring, you got to pivot there once it looks like that. It's it's just not, it didn't look good. And I don't know what, what we can do. I mean, she doesn't sell. She's not getting pinned. It's just not strong. Uh, Jared Thomas says, I think WWE is trolling Denise at this point by putting Asuka in random tag matches every week. Yeah, that's probably true. But no, seriously, the thing I do want to add about Shayna, though, is that I feel that we're going completely against what she naturally is. When you think Shayna, you naturally think this, like, badass woman that could literally kill you and kill a couple of the men, too. And that's what feels natural with her, so that's what you want to see. However, we're going completely against this, and instead, she's being put in a tag team. She's being essentially given this uh, comedic character, and it was fine and dandy the first couple of weeks, but now it's just, it's not who she is and it's coming through and people aren't connecting with that yeah I completely agree there are just so many issues with what's going on there uh, we get uh, Trevor L saying what about Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation that was alright I never saw it wow I'm not surprised Marco Dominguez <laughs> says hope Denise changes her tune on Christmas we go back to December all the time back to December is not about Christmas Jesus what's it about it's about a heart. It's about her breaking somebody's heart. Oh, She's it's Taylor for thing. Forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, thing. you didn't know it was a Taylor thing? God, Sean. Hannah M says people from Kentucky and Illinois say it. Old dude, man. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. No one says that here. You just say dude, and that's it. No old dude. No old dude. Whatever. No. What does Denise think of a Muppet Christmas Carol? No way you've never watched saw that. it, and I don't care for the Muppets. <laughs> God. What? I'm sorry. Oh, Throwback 27 says since... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This documentary was amazing. Shouldn't they pull the trigger and give Ruby and her the titles? They're amazing when to run with it. They would be amazing. They would run with it. I don't think they'll give it to her because of that. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I've had some very frustrated WWE wrestlers texting me about that documentary. And the live documentary? Yeah, that are like, I can't, I, I, I can't put it in there yet. It will be on FightfulSelect.com this week because I'm working on more. But there's a lot of people that are like, man, this doesn't paint WWE in a good light. And they love they love Liv Morgan there. Like everybody likes Liv. Was the Liv Morgan because I haven't seen the Liv Morgan one, but I did watch the Lana one. Was it better than the Lana one? Yeah, I mean they're different though. One, I think a lot of the Lana one was sort of character based. This one was more like, why wasn't Liv on TV for so long? Type of thing. Like, got it. There was a lot there. Denise, have so I potential with Liv? Denise, have I told you that I am dealing with a neck issue? Yes. A herniated disc in my neck. It hurts yes. a lot. But you know yes, what? You. What? I said yes, you told me. I did tell you. A herniated disc, but it got to me thinking. I want the viewers of Fightful to deal with something similar. Do you okay. Know, do you know what I want them to be dealing with? Not a herniated disc. I want them to be dealing with a horniated dick. Jesus, Sean. Jesus Christ, Sean. It's okay. You don't have to call me by my full name. You can just call me by Sean. (laughs) BlueChew.com. What? BlueChew.com. I didn't even know where you were going with this. I was like, he's going to go either one or two directions. You want to crucify me while we're in the Christmas spirit, Denise? Come on. I'm sorry. Continue on with your horniness. Dick. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So if your horniated dick has not been working, get ready for a Christmas miracle. She'll be screaming, he is risen. I know that's an Easter joke, but it's okay, guys. There are going to be two eggs in there, so maybe. Wow. You said Easter. It was right there. Easter egg. It's December, Denise. Have some decorum. Have some respect. Did you say decorum? Decorum. Have some decorum, Denise. Oh, my God. You know, you upset me so much, and then you come back and you say things like that. I just, I'm just so proud of you on, on, with such regularity. Oh, my God. If... If stuffing a turkey didn't do it for you, stuff something else with blue chew. And also, I hope you're not banging turkeys. Because I wasn't trying to imply that. Throwback 27 says, if you need Mrs. Claus to sit on your lap, see if she likes her gift. Get a blue chew. She'll be unwrapping a little bit something extra. Blue chew gets into your system really quick because it is a chewable. It's ready when you are or when you're not. You don't have a problem to use Blue Chew. It's about that performance. And let me tell you, it's not just performance in the bedroom. It's performance with the shipping, my friends. It's prescribed online. Shipped straight to your door. They work with Blue Chew affiliated physicians to get the active ingredient that you need. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. And let's be real. Stuff is crazy right now. You don't need to be going out if you can avoid it. BlueChew.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. You'll get that first shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. Now, listen, listen, here, here is the, the victim of success, Denise. You got Andre Banks saying, not, <laughs> not your best segue, SRS. This is what happens when the Blue Chew kicks in. This is credit to somebody who said that in the chat. Yeah, like nine people who posted that underneath your thing. Everybody talking about my wiener today. 
Sarah Jane, five names, Deegan, says, Mother of God, it's Christmas, you animals. Great segue, Sean. Of course, as is tradition. Blake Whitehouse says, we need Stephen Larson to do a Blue Chew ad. Well, I appeared on Stephen Larson this past weekend. Uh, please check that out. I was there on Matt Chat. It was a great time. Nathan O says, I'll play devil's advocate here. Christmas can suck it. Uh, so can somebody else once you use bluechew.com code Fightful. Zach Barber says, now she's gone too far. How dare Denise slander Kermit the Frog and company? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. What? I apologize to the frogs out there. Oh, man. What does Denise think of Christmas Story and Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas is like for hipsters. And Christmas Story <laughs> is like for Target hipsters, too. So like I, Nightmare Before Christmas is for Hot Topic hipsters and Christmas Story is for Target hipsters. I'm so proud of you right now. Oh my God, you're right. You're it's right. true though. It's true. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas is mad overrated. <laughs> A Christmas Story, I don't like it. Oh my God. Oh, I gotta blow my nose. I'm so excited right now. Oh my God. I rate your blowing nose five stars. That was a five stars blowing nose thing. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Nicholas says you won't be home alone much when you take Blue Chew. I mean, you can take it even if you're home alone. Maybe you're just looking to. I I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> there was a wrestling show tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know what part of Raw we're on. Cedric Alexander beat Xavier Woods. Uh, Xavier and Cedric are really good. This match, I think, could have actually been a little bit longer. I'm okay with this feud continuing because I don't want it to end on whatever that was last week. That was weird. And the match they had the week before was incredible. It was so amazing. I just want Hurt Business to win a match over another team along the way. And I get it. Uh, Cedric beat Xavier here and had some really really great uh, offense along the way. Somebody bitching about my hand sanitizer. Uh, buddy, don't even try. Uh, but I, I thought this was good. What did you think of the match? I thought this match was fine, and you said that you wanted it to be longer. I was actually oh, perfectly fine sure. with how it went because, to be honest, like I just thought it was okay. I didn't really think it was the greatest thing ever. It was just there, but I also just didn't really feel like it had my interest, though. See, I feel like I need a little extra something for my interest to be, you blue know, chew. really part of it. Yeah, I need a little extra blue chew, you know, to get me hard and focused. Wow. You're getting really good at this, and I'm a little bit bothered by it. Oh, my um, God. Am I going to steal your thunder? Yeah, I think you are. New Day. Honestly, I don't know why you haven't hit them up for a sponsorship yet. They'd probably give you one. New Day shows us videos of them feuding with Hurt Business, which I think that did more harm than good, reminding us how weird this feud has been. MVP showed up and did some fuzzy math. Eh. I did love the spot where Xavier caught. Cedric and threw him into the barricade off the suicide dive. That was really cool. The brain buster was great. Cedric has some of the best offense in wrestling. But after this, Cedric is like celebrating on his own. And Shelton and MVP are very confused. I'm very confused too because I don't want Cedric anywhere away from her business because they will fumble him. I was confused by this too. I actually thought I missed something. I was like, okay, what did I miss here that I'm not understanding? So I'm hoping that we get some answers, but I do sort of like the mystery of this because I, the way I'm reading it as is like, okay, the Hurt Business has, you can say, helped him. They've, you know, revamped him. He's gotten all this wins, gotten this confidence, blah, blah, blah. But now I feel like he's sort of forgetting that they're a big piece of that. And he's starting to, you know, get these wins and he's thinking, oh, it's all me. Like I'm, I'm, the, I'm the star. I'm the guy. That's sort of my uh, theory of what is going on behind this, you know, message. That's the message that I yeah. think we're being seen. I don't know if that's the message, but that's what I read from it. Jonathan Grayson said, Nikita Krylov fan told me to try Blue Chew. Use code Fightful and lockdown has been exciting. Hey, I appreciate you for that. And so does, uh, I, I, know, I know her name, but I'm not going to refer to it. Uh, I'm not going to put people's public business out there, but John, I'm happy for you. Matthew Makovsky, a.k.a. Old Dude, says, If you're so excited, take a Blue Chew, Sean. Now, here's what people do. They're trying to get me to take Blue Chew on the air literally the day WWE is like, Hey, 
let's finally give you somebody. Let's finally throw you a bone. Anakin JMT says next Halloween, Denise should be the Grinch. Why wait? She is oh, right the now. Grinch is such a nice movie. I like the Grinch. Cedric is my breakout star prediction for 2021, says Blake Whitehouse. I think he's got to stay with uh, Hurt Business in order to pull that off, Denise. Yeah, and they got to do, it's got to be more than that. He's got to stay with Hurt Business. He's got to bring something special to the table. He has the athletic skills to be that breakout star, but as you know, it takes a little bit more than just that. Yeah, it does, and what they were doing with him before doesn't give me any confidence that they would do anything better with him afterwards, and... Yeah, I, I'm not budging exactly. on that one. Because they had, they had, they had options there with him and Ricochet when they were teaming up. I mean, they could. I think I even said this on a show once. They could have easily packaged them and you know, being their own version, new version of you know, I don't know, the Hardy Boys or something. Just something cool that would really appeal to people. And they had a lot riding there, and obviously, we never saw that come to fruition. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat. Your question or statement read on the air. Jeremy Lambert was in the super chat, uh, shilling his new shirt. If you guys want a shirt with Jeremy Lambert's face on it, shop.fightful.com is the place to go. He also tried to get me to replace you with him on this show after your Home Alone slander. Your ratings would go down, Sean. Let's just be real. Sorry, Jeremy. (laughs) I did like. Oh, Jeremy's going to be so mad at me now. I did 50K. With a guy who doesn't even cover wrestling for Survivor Series. Denise, damn. Throwback 27 says, if she hates Christmas, does she hate all celebrity Christmas albums like Mariah Carey or National Lamp- or do you like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh, I, 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 as much as I love Mariah Carey, I just can't do Christmas music that much. I like her. I like the All I Want for Christmas is You. That's, that's an okay song. Yeah, but I worked in retail, Sean, for seven uh, years. Fair. Do you have an idea how much Christmas music I used yeah. to listen to? I like the Marilyn Manson uh, remix. That was pretty fun. DJ The Kid says, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. There, I said it. Well, you're wrong. And you know what? If you want to pay us money to be wrong, that's okay. I encourage you to do that, and, and I'm all for it. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about that. Well, we now know you have a prize, Sean. Reckoning got beat by Dana Brooke. She wrestled without her mask. Um, The referee, as as the jam on Ryan B. Jam said, the ref had butter disregard for Mia Yim's mask. I was going to say, did you know that was Mia Yim? Shocker. Biggest reveal. It's offensive to me that they didn't even mention it. Yeah. That they weren't like, hey, that's Mia Yim. We know who she is. She has rechristened herself. You can change your name. It's okay. Just don't treat us like we're dumb. Yeah, that's pretty weird. But it's like, it's been so long, though, that they could have mentioned it a long time ago. So it's kind of like the the time has gone. It's gone too long now where you can't do it anymore. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ollie's out there and Dana gets the win. Ali is screaming that there's no failure in retribution. And I'm sitting there thinking, how much attention have you been paying? Because I've seen a lot of failure in retribution. That was not a a line that I think should have been thrown in there. Considering considering that weeks after week, this is the thing that we've been talking about is retribution essentially failing since its birth, since its commencement. And it's not just on podcasts, it's on social media, it's everywhere. So that was, I almost feel that was just a, a troll line or something. And uh, as somebody pointed out, the ref literally called Reckoning Mia when she faked, she did like the, the possession seizure thing. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I didn't want to remember that. Oh, Nobody God. Nobody did. Nobody yeah, did. Yeah, re- that was terrible. Top contender tournament, these Matt Riddle promos. Virtually everything he's done after the in-ring stuff last week has been very funny, I think. Like, he was backstage, and he's talking to Keith Lee, and he, Keith Lee just leaves. Keith Lee just leaves. And then he's backstage talking to AJ Styles, and you get almost laugh. And AJ's like, why are you laughing? He's like, that's the name of his turtle. And he's like, how do you all know each other? Well, they were in the same NXT PC recruiting class together. What did you think of these backstage promos? Why did he call him cute? 
I didn't see that line coming when he told when Matt Riddle told AJ, "You got it, cute." I was, I, that part made me laugh. That part was pretty hilarious. I think it's mind games. I think that's what it is. I think he's he's playing with people's heads within the context of this show. So you think he's supposed to be like you know playing like this nonchalant person, but then at the same time he has like this secret plan. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do think so. I, I think that that he is. I think that he's trying to get in people's heads and and get the one up on them. Um, this match was really great, as you'd expect. It did seem like Riddle was highlighted, like his strength, especially when he almost power bombed Keith Lee. There were some good spots there where Keith Lee looked like he was going to suplex AJ while AJ did a Styles Clash. The only complaint I have is I thought production kind of hosed Styles and Riddle at the very end because you could see Riddle just standing there waiting on the phenomenal forearm. But other than that, this match was really good, and, and I like AJ being a top contender. But, Shaw, did this match hump? I know that's your thing. I stole it this week. Humping is my thing, yes. I thought this match humped completely. I loved this match. It I thought it was fantastic. I thought my favorite things about it were the fact that they actually utilized each other so there were a lot of different moments throughout the match where like one guy would do something and it would lead to another guy doing something and this felt like a very it felt very connected in the sense that it was really fun to see how this guy was going to counter what this other person did and we saw a lot of that happen throughout this match and we also saw like a lot of uniqueness there were some really cool spots where I just thought okay this is pretty cool to see you know be done Mm -hmm. and then the part where you said that you know Matt Riddle was lifting up Keith Lee I thought that was pretty cool because for he had him up there for a while and for a second it took me aback where I was like wait I was like wait Matt Riddle is just lifting him up so carelessly it looked pretty cool so I I liked all of this I loved this match I thought it was a lot of fun I did too and uh Styles getting the win I'm completely fine with that Riddle doesn't seem hurt with losses he's already lost a few times so you know that that he's prone to being pinned but he always looks good and he makes other people look good within the context of that match so I thought this was really good. And then at backstage, it's very evident they're going towards the Lashley program with Riddle. Uh, MVP approached him, and then they attacked him. Riddle and, and Lashley for the U.S. title seems like a, a very good program. That's probably going to have really great matches. Yeah, I think so too. I think both of them would do a great job together, especially because uh, I I see the thing about that is that I feel we've been seeing Bobby Lashley dominate. And so it, for me, that's gotten somewhat boring. I don't necessarily just want to see that over and over again. So if they actually do something with Matt Riddle, I think we can actually get an actual competitive match where it might, to me, re reignite Bobby Lashley. Because I know a lot of people are really liking what Bobby Lashley is doing. And I do like it as well. But for me, it's starting to run dry the last couple of weeks. So I hope that this sort of, you know, reawakens that. He's he, like he's been winning matches, or I should say, he hasn't been getting pinned. So there's that. Right. So you know, and WWE doesn't do that without an intent. Like they kept Big E out of Survivor Series, so he didn't lose, even though they're not doing anything with him. So you, you just never know. Uh, Zach Barber says AJ Styles takes backdrops better than anyone else. Those those moves scared the hell out of me in training. Like depending, it, there's so much of it that depends on who's throwing you up there, and AJ just goes all the way up and then flips the last possible second before his gra- before gravity takes hold. I feel like he adds extra flips. Like, when you think there's no room to flip, he flips. Yeah. Uh, Polkett sent a couple of Super Chats and said, Thoughts about AEW Winter is coming and it's Road. I haven't watched the Road 2 stuff, but I'm very excited for this Wednesday show. Uh, we did interview Kenny Omega ahead of that match, so go check that out, youtube.com slash Fightful, FightfulPods.com. I'm very excited for Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. I am probably more hyped for that match than anything on Sunday's NXT TakeOver show. Aw, oh, Sean, you're going to get so many people mad at you for that. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think they have done do they, a great job. Do they have job. WWE Corp? email addresses <laughs> that's true <laughs> so like okay um i think they've done a really good job at hyping up this show where i too am genuinely excited for this wednesday mm-hmm. and um 
it's pretty i'm gonna be pretty because look i wasn't expecting this john moxley kenny omega match to necessarily be happening on a dynamite Mm -hmm. and you know as we know this is like their big money match so i am pretty curious as to how this match is actually going to go down yeah me too Jonathan Hedman says, one thing we can all agree on is Star Wars Holiday Special is the worst Christmas thing ever. Also, Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. I've not watched Iron Man 3, and I've not watched any Star Wars movies besides the first one, and I only watched that because Jimmy Van assigned it to me. That's it. You're not a Star Wars I'm not a Star Wars guy. You you cut out there probably on my half, but it was probably on my side, but... So yeah. what I said was that you not being a Star Wars fan does not match your personality. I would expect you to be a Star Wars fan. No, I'm not. I don't like Star Wars. I don't like Star Trek. I don't like any of that shit. Sorry. No <laughs> offense. I, and somebody got really mad at me in the comments one time for not liking Star Wars. It's just not – I'm just not interested in it. I mean, more power to anybody that, that does. I know somebody would be like, oh, you said it was shit. Just like somebody said that I called somebody an old person tonight. Are you like a Harry Potter fan? Like no, what's your, hell no. What's your thing? Like, My you wife loves Harry Potter. Like we went to Harry Potter trivia night at a local pub, and she mopped the floor with everybody. It was actually kind of impressive and depressing at the same time. But um, no, I'm not big into that either. I I like sports. I was going to say, you got to subscribe to some fandom. I like sports an awful lot. Um, the Jam on Ryan B. Jam says... I was saying about Cedric that his ego should get so big he tries to take over Hurt Business, similar to what Rock did with Nation of Domination. That sounds like fun. That would be good. I would like that. It would be new. Yeah, that would be new. That would be different. And, like, MVP just kind of shuts him down. Like, no, I don't think so, buddy. This is mine. Rob Wilkins says, Fightful shirt idea. Ray Trailer Swift. Oh, my God. Do you know who Ray Trailer is, Denise? Yes. Who is it? You're putting me on the spot. I know. I know. Tell me, Denise. Can I, like, not get, like, a lie detector? It's the big I was boss, man, like, not Denise. Bullied. I know, but I forgot. This, you asked me this last time, too. So that's why I just said yes, because I remembered you asked me last time, too. And I just felt like I just felt like not looking stupid today. Man. Also, he's... He, he said, glad to see Ricochet on TV tonight. He's pure money. Riddle's style and Lee was great. Who wins, Moxley or Omega? I think Omega wins, Denise. I think it's got to be Omega. Damn. Damn. Well, we're here at the main event. Now, before this, we had Miz and Morrison making fun of, of Sheamus for any number of things. Then they attack him. Sheamus is like, ah, thanks for not helping me. Also, Miz said money in the bank instead of bank. No, <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. But then we get the match. Uh, AJ has told Miz that he is going to help Miz win the WWE title. And I love this. Why wouldn't he help him? And when Miz is like, why would you help me? He's like, because you're easier to beat. I thought this was great and it made a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I was like... Sorry, I'm falling apart in this podcast now. Denise has been broken. I'm, I'm broken. I didn't have a response. I well, was like, yeah. Uh. Well, we got we get the match. Also, Keith Lee yeah. tells Sheamus that a lot of people think he's turning on Drew, but AJ was on commentary. We get a DQ because AJ hits Drew McIntyre. Now, I'll tell you what I didn't like. Miz looking like an idiot this entire time. He's like, what? why would you do that? Why would you do... I don't know, Miz. Maybe the same shit y'all were talking about 20 minutes ago. Maybe that's why he did it. So they hit him with with the... Not the Moonlight Drive. The the other gimmick. Starship Pain. There you go. Skull-crushing finale. Sheamus has been taken out. Do you think that Sheamus was out on his own? Or was, like, really, really taken out? Oblivious Carey says, I'm worried about Sheamus. He uh, never came back. Do do you think that was intentional? I think it has to be intentional because I think that's where we're working our way towards. So for me, it would make sense and I would like for this to tie together in the end. So yeah, I would say intentional. Yeah, it seems like it. I think that that could be because I mean, 
I mean, Seamus did say, I would do the same for you that you just did for me. Because Drew McIntyre wasn't out there helping him when he was getting beat up. So why would Seamus go ahead and, and do that? Especially right after he told Drew McIntyre, buddy, if you're in that same position, you're getting the same treatment. I like that. I, I've been enjoying the interactions between Seamus and Drew. And to be quite honest with you, Seamus has a grievance here. He's got a reason. Their opponents for the night beat him down. They mollywopped him. And Drew didn't help him. So do unto others. Uh, but Drew popped right back up after like three finishes. How did you feel about that? I mean, he is very much a 99 overall within the scope of WWE. He's like high powered. Him and Roman are like here and here. Roman placed right above him. But were you okay with that? Yeah, I think he's got it. I mean, anything to make him keep looking like a, you know, he has that extra something. You just can't necessarily have him like not do that, you know? Like he has to do it. It makes him look more impressive. It's like, oh, okay, it's a big deal because this is your champion. It's Drew McIntyre. So things things to, to get over on him, it has to be a lot harder. So the briefcase does not get cashed in, but... I'll say this, this is a rare main event DQ that I thought made sense. It built up several different things. Miz, will he, won't he cash in, whether we like him or not, it did help build that. It built Sheamus and Drew as a team, and it puts the question mark in your head, what's he doing? And then AJ and their upcoming match. This is the type of thing that AEW has thrived on over the last year. They build multiple things at once, and somehow still focus on one thing. And I thought WWE did it really well, even with a lame DQ finish. How were you feeling about this by the end of the show? Yeah, I agree with you in the sense of, you know, we've been on here several times complaining, oh, these DQ finishes, they never work, they never work, whatever. But if you're going to do it in a way where you're actually, like you said, moving forward with a story progression, then that really helps because that is one of the issues that we've been seeing on Raw. That's part of the reason why we get so many rematches of the exact same thing because it's almost like that next step forward is never taken. And the way to eliminate that is by actually you know, moving forward with storylines. So there you go. We are getting that today. And I mean, I necessarily haven't been when for Miz and Morrison, for me, it's like, okay, I'm only, I'm only invested for the comedy. So you're, cause I don't necessarily see, you know, the Miz as somebody that's going to cash in the money in the bank. I don't necessarily see him as a credible opponent. I just see him as somebody that I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for the funny moments and that's where I'm at there. So I like the fact that, you know, we have this thing going on with Seamus. We have this thing going on with AJ Styles because it gives, it adds more to that than, cause I wasn't, if it would have just been the Miz thing, I'm not interested in that. The Nerd Guru says, Seamus and Drew's tag finisher, the Brogmore. I think that'd be very hard to time. I think that'd be almost impossible to time. But it's not impossible for you guys to time Luther appearing on the Distraction Podcast with Joe and Jeremy Lambert. It makes me very happy, like I mentioned, that there are AEW and WWE wrestlers that are just admitting they watch our shows now. Luther's one of those. He watches Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert. All their shows, they were able to land him for an hour on an episode that premieres tomorrow. And of course, over the next couple days, we'll also have interviews with Shotzi Blackheart. Myself and Denise will have interviews with Shotzi Blackheart. Thanks, Denise. Sorry. My bad. (laughs) I honestly think it was pretty funny. But I'm still going to pretend I'm upset at you. Because otherwise, it would mean that you were right. Let the people know what you're doing. Oh, wait, wait. She's interviewing Shotzi Blackheart, everybody. That's what she's doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing tomorrow, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, you know, okay. What, anyways, wait, what time's yours? What time's yours? Uh, 10.20 Pacific Standard Time, a.m. Oh, my gosh. Are you first? Great. So you're going to beat me. Yay. Hoorah. You know what, Sean? Fine. Put your interview out there with all of your followers. I don't care because my interview is going to be just more charming. I don't know how. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hack your interview and I'm going to take, and I'm going to make sure I don't ask any of your same questions. I'm just saying I'm I'm right before yours. I'm going to go so long. I'm going (gasps) to go so long, Denise. You would do that to me and I'm just sitting there waiting like a (laughs) nun. I'm That's gonna... the worst because then you're wondering, did they forget? <laughs> they forget. Congrats, congrats on the Shotzi interview, guys. Here's what we should do, Denise. Maybe this was.
was done on purpose. We Maybe should... they were like, "Oh, Sean and Denise are friends. Let's let's tear we... this friendship apart." We should we should just say, "Hey, WWE, listen, give her to us for forty <laughs> minutes, both of us." And me and you are just asking her questions back and forth, and she's like, "Get me the fuck out of here." Yeah, sorry, I don't want to steal my my like light, my uh-huh, shine. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you don't. So, uh, Denise, tell the people where, where else they can find you. Everywhere. Uh, here's here's where you can find Denise. Punch a keyboard and hit .com, and you'll go to a site that she works for. It'll work. I promise. Twitter and Instagram, at underscore Denise Salcedo. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Please go there. And then uh, please catch my show on Wednesdays. Um Speak Now Pro Wrestling with Denise Salcedo, F4W Online's YouTube channel. I go live probably around the same time you do, Sean. So you guys can pick me to watch over Sean if you guys want. <sighs> or they can watch me. Yeah, I don't, They can watch me first. I don't know. Whatever the person wants. You know, it's up to them. I think they should watch both of them. At the same time? I mean, yeah. Sure, why not? If it gets our views up. Who, who cares? Oh, yeah. Matthew Mikofsky says, yeah, he forgot my message. Tell me what the message is, Matthew, old dude. Tell me what the message I is. I never forget Matthew's messages when he goes on to my stream. I read all of his comments, and I don't call him old dude. I call him by his name. That's how people get treated on my Sorry, stream. Sorry, Matthew, you young, fresh-faced, <laughs> hip fellow. Uh, Throwback27 <laughs> says, one question she's asked Shotzi if she likes the comparisons of her and the comic movies Tank Girl. I might. I'm going to gear this more towards TakeOver and, and that type of thing. But um, <laughs> Matthew's saying you're the best. So I, I'm hey, sitting I here, told you. I'm sitting here asking what the question was, what the super chat was that he says that I missed. Keep in mind, I brought this show to a screeching halt multiple times because he thought that I referred to him as an elderly gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, Sean, that's just rude. That's just rude. That never happens to people on my stream. Anakin JMT says, ask Shotzi what she thinks of Home Alone. Shotzi would star in Home Alone. She's running around in a tank, man. (laughs) Until next time, old dudes. Check out the distraction with Luther tomorrow. We're out. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.